Throughout my career as an artist and a songwriter and a publisher, I've noticed that there's some sort of taboo about an artist doing covers of other people's songs. And I think that is just ridiculous. There are so many reasons that you should be doing covers of other people's music. Today, we're gonna to talk about three in particular. So let's just dive right in. Welcome to the License Your Music podcast, where I'm here to give you all the tools you need to license your music to film, TV, ads, video games, trailers, and more so that you can create passive income and have creative freedom, making money, doing something that you love, not settling for anything less. I'm your host, Jody Friedman. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're watching with me here on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for stopping by and spending some time with us today. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't been by the website, if this is your first time listening, my website is licenseyourmusic.com. I've got a free guide on there today called Four Simple Steps to Get Your Music on TV. So come by, download that guide. It's completely free. It's my gift to you. And we've got a lot of content here on YouTube and a lot of training on the website too that's at your disposal if you want to check that out. It's licenseyourmusic.com. Today, we're going to talk about covers. Covers are one of my favorite things. I have always loved covers, and I never thought that an artist was really selling out or sacrificing who they are by doing covers. You cover a song because you respect that song, you wanna honor that song, and there's different ways to do covers, of course. In some ways, you can just cover the song like it was done as an original, and that's great for what it is. You can cover it and try to pay homage to the original, and that's great. Uh, there's other ways to do covers, which is what I like to do with covers, is to reimagine them in ways that haven't been done before. And I've done both. I've covered songs. I covered uh, a Neil Young song years ago, and I did it pretty much like the original, but with my voice and a harmonica. And then I did, uh, I've done a lot of covers where I reimagine them completely. So if there's a guy singing on the original, there's going to be a girl on my version. If there's a girl on the original, there's a guy on my version. If it's fast, my version is going to be slow. If it's slow, my version is going to be fast. So it's, it's about actually reimagining the cover in a different way and making it my own, which I enjoy a lot uh, because I get to flex that creative muscle instead of just trying to mimic or trace what someone else has done. I enjoy that from a creative standpoint as a producer and as a creator. I truly enjoy doing that the most. But three, three reasons uh, you should do covers. Okay, so reason number one, the film familiarity of it. People, as human beings, we need things to uh, latch onto, to uh, relate to others. So when you meet someone and you've never met them before and they're a stranger, you try to create small talk with that person to get to know them a bit, to break down walls and barriers and have that small talk to find out what you have in common. And if they had come to you, if you had met someone, let's say, I don't know, in a bar, in a library or wherever the heck you're meeting them and they say, hey, check out this song and they hit play. You're going to think that's a little weird. What, why am I listening to this person's song? This is a stranger. I don't, I don't know this person. Well, it's kind of like that when you're pitching music as an artist to anybody who doesn't know you. Now, people in the industry, music supervisors, A&R people, we're used to it. We understand it. But just understand the psychology of that is just a little, why should I listen to your song? Who are you? I don't know you. Why should I care? Just because it's a good song? I don't care. You know, I don't know you. So there, it goes back to that familiarity thing. So why to create covers? Um, it's to establish that familiarity with somebody, 
with your audience, to say to them, hey, that Beatles song that we all love or that uh, Kanye West song that we all love or that Tool song or whatever it might be, that Taylor Swift piece that, that really speaks to me, I'm going to cover it and make it my own. And we can relate on that level. Me and you as a listener, as my fan, or as someone who likes my music, or I'm wanting to like my music, I want to speak to you through this other song that exists. You can cover that song for that reason, and it will bring people naturally into your world. And you always want to bring people organically into your universe when you're an artist or a producer, whatever it might be. For people to find you, the best way for that to happen is organically. That's what it means to be at a show and performing a live show. And at the end of the show, hey, there's a mailing list going around. If you like what you hear if you're here, if you, and you wanna know where we're playing next, feel free to put your name on that. That's organic, it's not forced. It's that, hey, we just played a live show. You listened, if you like it, add your name to the list. If not, no worries, it's organic. And it's no different than creating a cover for people to relate to you. Now at a show, they've had a full you know, set, an hour set or three hours of music, whatever it might be, to get to know you through your music. And they're kind of forced to sit there because they're drinking at a bar or they paid to get in and to see the the main act or maybe to see you, which would be amazing. But, you know, if you're starting out, you're probably headlining for somebody or opening for somebody. So they're paying to see the main act. Now they're forced to sit and listen to you and you hope that they get to like you and know you. And it's, it's kind of the same psychology with creating a cover. So that's my number one reason to create covers. My number two reason is that it's licensable. My world is sync licensing. And when it comes to licensing covers, there's always a need for covers. Now, covering an obscure, lesser known artist that you love, but nobody really knows who that is, isn't gonna be as valuable in the licensing world, I think, as covering a, a recognizable song. And it does not have to be a hugely recognizable song. And I should, I should preface this with a, a little warning that you do wanna be conscious of what you're covering and who you're covering, because there are some artists that are notorious for not licensing their music. So if you cover a song by one of those artists, that's not gonna ever license for TV or film or an ad or anything, because that artist is just not open to it for whatever reason they have. They have their reasons and you've gotta respect that. So you wanna be careful about what you choose to cover. So but it is licensable and not to mention when they're interested in licensing it, the, the supervisor sometimes, depending on who it is, they might say, oh, we wanna license a cover of this song. The publisher is gonna charge top dollar for that song. You can't expect to get what they're getting, but relative to what they're getting, you can expect to get a decent license fee where you might've gotten $1,000 for an original, you might get $5,000 for a cover because the publisher's getting 30 or whatever it might be. So that's another reason to do covers. That's reason number two. Reason number three is just because it's, it's damn fun. I just love doing covers. I think there's so much fun to reimagine songs from other people. And if you're not having fun, what's the point? Sometimes writing originals, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's an emo it takes an emotional toll to write an original, especially these days for me, to sit down and write an original. I have to be very intentional. I have to sit down and say, I'm going to write an original song either by myself or I'm going to schedule a co-write. And I have to really meditate and focus and get in the zone and ready to write that song. It takes a lot of work. With covers, it's a little different because the song already exists and the template's already in place. You just have to rearrange it 
and rework it and work on the production and choose what lyrics you're gonna use and all of that. So it becomes just a different creative process. It's kind of like someone were to give you like a coloring book and or connect the dots and like just connect the dots or color it in whatever colors you want. It's kind of like that. Like you're given this template that exists only instead of just being stuck in the lines, you can remove the lines and there's some more flexibility than, than that. So it's not the best analogy, but it's, it's kind of like that because it's already given to you and you just have to rework it and make it original and make it your own so that it stands on its own and can get licensed because when it does come to covers, most of the time, music supervisors and viewers are going to want a cover that is like something they've never heard before. And there are a lot of these that have been used in TV. I think there was a whole uh, season of Grey's Anatomy that was all focused on 80s covers. So uh, you can do a lot of research online to find out what those sound like. There's popular artists doing covers too, not to mention just the concept of covering songs. That's what a lot of the major artists do. They're not songs that already exist in the world, but they're songs written by songwriters on, with publishers that are either with a major publisher or an indie. They write songs for artists. It's what Motown did. It's, it's been happening for years and years and covering that songwriter's song, it's still covering a song just because it doesn't exist doesn't mean you're not covering it. It's not your original song. You are singing on top of someone else's lyrics and someone else's melody and making it your own as an artist, but you're covering a song when you do that. So it's existed for a long time. And if you think for whatever reason that, well, that's selling out or something, well, I got news for you. Nobody cares about selling out and nobody cares about you know any of that nonsense. Just be true to you, be true to your art, and do what works for you. You've got to do you. This is just my opinion. Take it or leave it. But uh, I love doing covers. It's actually been a very sustainable business for me as a record label. I have a label called Collaborate Music, where my, my main focus with that label is reimagining cover songs and remixing original songs. We've had a lot of success with Collaborate Music, and uh, it's just a lot of fun. And I've licensed covers before for Hallmark shows, and TV shows and films. So uh, yeah, it's been, and trailers in particular, there's a lot of covers and trailers, um, but they have to be good, they have to be good. So, you know, with everything that I teach, as you know, I always talk about the quality control being high. You've gotta raise the bar for yourself. The quality control has to be super high. Uh, I'm on this Motown kick because I just watched that hits bill and I just love that Barry Gordy had this like quality control assembly line in place that he just ran everybody through. And actually the last stage was quality control, which is essentially what mixing and mastering is. But even after that, you look at it, you examine it and say, well, where does this belong? Is it a hit? Does it belong in film? Does it belong in TV? There's a process for this, guys. There's no, there's not, it's very unlikely you're just gonna sit down, go with the flow, write a song, get it synced. You gotta think about it. You gotta be intentional. It's what Barry Gordy did with Motown. He was intentional with everything he did, every artist he signed, everything they released. And it's, it's a great way to be. It worked for him, it's worked for me, and a lot of my colleagues who follow this philosophy too, uh, you know, it's, it's, it just works. So that's that. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jody Friedman, gonna keep it a little short today. I really appreciate you stopping by and checking out the episode. I hope you learned something new. If you like what you heard, 
please leave us a review. That helps us out a ton. And if you're watching with me here on YouTube, comment below. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Share with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at License Your Music. And come by my YouTube and check that out, which I already said. And come by the website at uh, licenseyourmusic.com and download my free guide. Whew, it's been a long day. Download my free guide, Four Simple Steps for Getting Your Music on TV. That's on the website. It's my gift to you. It's completely free. So come on by and check that out if you haven't already. A lot of things on the website, a lot of training, my world tour where you learn about licensing around the world, my masterclass, which is just an overall masterclass in music licensing if you're just getting started and you wanna like a deep dive into licensing, kind of like getting a degree from, from Berkeley or UCLA, come and take this class. I'll teach you everything I know about music licensing. If you wanna focus on one particular element like pitching, I have a course called Pitch Like a Pro, how to pitch like a professor, professional music publisher that's all focused on pitching and uh, super valuable stuff there that I think you'll learn a lot from and all sorts of other things on the website. So come on by, check it out, licenseyourmusic.com. Thanks again for listening. Stay cool. Peace.